Hello, my name is Peter Englert. I'm one of the co-hosts of the Why God Why podcast. We exist to respond to the questions that you don't feel comfortable asking in church. We are brought to you by Browncroft Community Church in beautiful Rochester, New York. I am here with my illustrious co-host, uh, Aaron Mercer. Hello, hello. Like I have a lot to live up to every time you say illustrious. Ah, oh, you know it, it's good. It's good. You all know. Right, all right. I'll, you know, we'll go with it right now. Go with it, and then our spectacular producer Nathan Yoder. So he is uh, in the background dancing. We love that. Um, <laughs> we are in a series um, that is about uh, why is blank spiritual, and today the or today the question we're asking is why are rhythm spiritual we are here with a friend um, that I've made uh, his name is Jarris Williams he works for uh, rooted and he lives down in South Carolina but rooted is outside of uh, the south uh, Southern California but we're gonna talk about rhythms and uh, I don't know Aaron what are some of your thoughts on rhythms do you have any yeah no I think it's a it's gonna be a good series gonna be a good conversation here um, Rhythms. Are, we. It's funny. We. You know. We were just coming out of uh, a series where we were talking about goals, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I think this flows well from that. We've we've had conversations about uh, different spiritual practices over the times, and certainly rhythms are something that we, you know, we need to be paying attention to. We're follow. We, we see rhythms all around us all the time, so we might as well discuss whether or not they're spiritual or not. So I'm I'm looking forward to this, especially um, especially because we get to talk about about Rooted too, so that'll be, that'll be fun. I think I, I should throw in there, I mean, Rooted, that was one of the ways I got to know you, Peter, right? I mean, well, back in the day, the Rooted uh, the rooted group. So we'll get more into that in a minute, but yeah, why don't we throw it to Jairus. Hey, with, without further ado, Jairus, why don't you introduce yourself and just kind of share a little bit of your story um, and just kind of your faith journey. Yeah, man. Yeah, really good to uh, to be on here with you guys. And uh, man, illustrious is something that's just difficult to live up to over there, bub. So you know, I, I'm I'm wa- I'm waiting to be wowed by this illustriousness um, this whole time. Don't hold but, your um, breath, man. Don't I'm, your I'm breath. excited to be with you. Don't hold your breath. All right, all right, all right. Um, uh, you know, I I grew up uh, you know in the South. You know, I was I was uh, you know born into a Christian household. Um, you know, really really felt this like you know, tug early in life, but really didn't find, you know, my footing in, in what I would say is owning my own faith, uh, in, until I was, you know, into my late teens and then, you know, got into a great church, great youth group and man started leading worship, learned how to play guitar so that I could lead worship in the, in the youth band, um, there, um, in the youth, in, by youth band, it was just, you know, two old dudes with a guitar and me in the middle, uh, strumming along with them and singing. Um, but I quickly found that I just loved it, man. And I, and I loved, um, I loved Jesus and I knew that, that I wanted to serve him, you know, with, with my whole heart, but I didn't, you know, didn't really know fully what that meant. Um, you know, in, in coming, you know, coming up in a, in a Christian household, you know, in, in a little bit more of a Baptist background, you know, we, uh, uh, we so many times, you know, uh, I, I carried around a lot of of the guilt and shame um, kind of culture of like, you know, you do these things and when you step out of line there, um, you know, man, the disappointment that came with that kind of followed me for a long time. So, so much of my you know spiritual journey, you know, kind of hangs on to that, you know, kind of thread, um, you know, and, and being a creative, you know, we're talking about rhythms today, but being a creative, um, I really bucked um, what the traditional, uh, sense or what my pastors would say, Hey, these are the things that you need to do. You need to get up early in the morning and read your Bible and, you know, and have your prayer time in the morning first thing. And, and I was like, well, man, I like to sleep in. I want to stay up late. I don't want to, you know, do these things, you know, and I can learn about God and his greatness and his majesty through these means and not just by this means. And, and so it was a lot of like wrestle tug back and forth. Um, but many years later, fast forward, you know, been in ministry of some sort, for about 20 years, um, you know, serving mainly in worship ministry, um, and rooted and I are, are interesting bedfellows. Like we're, uh, we're, we're interesting soulmates. Like I, I went to California to be a worship leader, um, on staff and was introduced to rooted, I guess about a year after, um, they had first, you know, founded over in Africa at one of our partner churches. And as they partnered together and brought it, I mean, we, I mean, we had, we might've run one or two semesters by the time that I got there. And so my rooted group that I ran in the, the fall of 2011 um, uh, still has text messages coming across this morning from them, from the guys that are there. We still go on trips. I mean, I've, I haven't lived in California in four years, um, but yet they've, they've been like my best buds for this whole 10 year journey um, through Rooted. Um, 
And so it really, you know, the thing for me, um, and we'll talk more about Rooted later, I know, but the, but the rhythms conversation and how um, it affected me through that process is what it really showed me is that, man, we're um, there, like you said, there are rhythms all around us and rhythms that we naturally lean into um, and, and how we get out of those so easily um, and get into other ones uh, so easily is something that was really profound to me and, and how I found that like, wow, when I sit down um, to do my devotion, and I pray to God and I, you know, ask for forgiveness, man, I'm like, I'm popping, you know, three rhythms that are so important in my life right there together. Um, when I, when I, you know, reach out to somebody and help somebody, these, these different rhythms that are just missing, it helps highlight what's, what's really going well. And then what's not going so well. Um, and man, it just transformed me as a pastor getting to go through, uh, rooted and in, in being the lives of people. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been quite a journey. And so we've been back on the East coast for a few years now, uh, you know, worked at Seacoast church here on the, on the East coast, and then just went full time, uh, with rooted and still serve. I'm, I'm going to have to do a couple weeks in a row leading worship and then hang my guitar back up for a few weeks and, uh, let the people with less gray hair in their beard, uh, lead for a few weeks. And then I'll come back and, and be the, the, uh, the jolly, uh, the jolly, uh, uh mentor figure, uh, worship leader coming back in. So I want to back up, uh, just a little bit, cause you're, you're quite the conundrum you're a creative <laughs> musician that works for an organization that has disciplines and rhythms. And I think we're going to yeah. see that play out, but you know, what's your definition of rhythm and not music rhythm? Cause you know that, but also, yeah. you know, Christians talk about rhythms, but if I'm outside of church, what's a rhythm that I might say, I might not even know it's a rhythm. So what's the definition of rhythm and what are kind of maybe some, non-churchy rhythms that you've noticed and just kind of seen people kind of follow? Oh yeah, man. Yeah. I think, you know, you say not, not, uh, musically rhythm, but you know, even in a, in the context, like the, the rhythm of a song to, to words, it brings context to what the words are saying so many times. So if I read a poem to you, um, the poem means one thing, but the way that I say it, the, the cadence that I say it, the, the, if I were to put music to it, those things bring uh, illumination to what's going on. And I think sometimes rhythms do that too. Like, I mean, healthy or unhealthy rhythms. I mean, um, you know, even non-spiritually, like my, even my dog, knows when I leave, when I come home, when I come downstairs, I sit on the couch, he comes right to that spot. He knows like I have these rhythms that are every day, like the the natural rhythm of how when I like to go to bed and when I like to wake, you know, the, the rhythms of when I need to get out and just refresh um, and get outside of, of the work context or um, all those things. I think you know, nature wise, we're surrounded by rhythms. The, the, the seasons come in, in rhythms. And we know that around January, I'm going to have this kind of internal thing that I should be eating better. I should be like, you know, working out more. I should be, uh, you know, re-upping on some things that I've let kind of go to the wayside. You know, when I get to the, about April and the sun starts to come out, I'm going to notice how pale I am and how like, I need to like, you know, start, you know, getting back out in, and I see balloons and I start to feel something different in me, like in, in the, in the way that the spring is, is kind of like awakening something into me from the gray season. So I think that there are rhythms, you know, everywhere. And, you know, I mean, I think about, you know, even the, even the tides, man, it's like the tides, you know, roll in and out, they go low and high, but that rhythm never stops there. And so I think, you know, we have natural rhythms, um, that we get into in our daily lives, but the world is like surrounded in, in these beautiful rhythms that, that continue to come around. And so how do we, how do we make them fresh and how do we not slip into ones is kind of the, is kind of the trick, right? Mm. Oh, that's good. I, I was thinking about that as you were talking and, um, and the, the rhythms that we, you know, that are around us, like Peter said, that we're not even really paying attention to. And you kind of, you delved into that too. And I was even starting to think a little bit more about how does that, how does that affect us day to day? How does that, um, in ways that we might not even be thinking about like you know might be something you were talking about january and then april like sprint, things you might look forward to like the sun coming out again and getting warmer and that changes totally. your perspective and um but it could be you know you go you go home at a certain time normally and you have dinner at a certain time and you're looking forward to that maybe maybe there's a certain tv show that comes on on uh, once a once a week that you're you know um eager to to see the next episode. I don't know. There's all sorts of rhythms that are, uh, that are out there. I was even thinking about like, uh, 
like social media. I mean, there's times that um, some some people are on social media all the time, but like you know, there's also I mean, I think there's for a lot of people there's certain times that you might be more likely to be scrolling the media, scrolling your social media feed. Um, you know, that may not be the healthiest or not healthiest, um, but it's a something that that happens. And I guess when I'm where I'm going with all this is that I wonder sometimes how much that um, affects how we approach everything else in our uh, during our day, uh, depending on um, what some of those rhythms are that we haven't we may have identified, maybe not have identified. I mean, do you think that there is a we we can get to spiritual in a, a minute, but do you think there's some rhythms that are um, helpful to us uh, versus not, and and you know, are we are we stuck with them whether we like it or not? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, so so much of rhythm sometimes brings up the word habit, you know, for me, and I think sometimes even the way, you know, if you're, you know, where you work, where you park, who you where you walk in, how, who you see when you and who you don't see, you know, when you walk through, when you're doing, uh, uh, your, your way to your desk, um, you know, the people that you hang out with and the, the rhythms that you kind of just build in, um, you know, when you eat might, you know, dictate who you eat with, um, or who you don't eat with, you know? And so like how you can avoid, like you pull into your house, you just drop the garage door down versus going and having dinner with somebody or saying hello to a neighbor. Um, these different things are all, you know, become kind of rhythms and like, you know, and I'm a major creature of habit, um, in a weird way too, even though I, I, I am, uh, I like to be creative and I like to have some spontaneity. There'll be times when I'm driving and my wife's like, where are you going? And I was like, cause I'm, I've just gone this way and that's the way that I'm turning and I'm going on the interstate. And that means that I'm going to this place, you know, but I know that I should be going to this place. I was like, you know, and so I try to play it off. Like I didn't really mean to do that. I was like, oh yeah, I was just going to take a different way. Yeah, you're right. I probably should go this way instead. But it really is just this innate, this ingrained thing that life sends, tends to build in these, these habits and rhythms that, you know, can seem non-harmful, um, but can actually build in some, some, uh, rigidness that doesn't allow us. And I don't think that they're forever for sure. I mean, I think that you can build new rhythms, um, but it does take, um, effort and it takes, uh, intentionality and it takes a lot of, um, uh, you know, really intentionally uh, approaching what you're doing to break that, to break that habit. Well, and, and there's dichotomy. Cause I, I think even why we're asking this question is, um, you know, there's people that don't know their rhythms. So we joke here all the time. Um, Christmas is December 25th from now till eternity. But everybody like wakes up December 1st and says, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Christmas. Like I, I need to yeah. get presents. And how many of us yep. are, you know, you can't do this on Amazon, but how many of us are at Target, you know, 10 a.m. Christmas Eve? And then, you know, there's another sense of this. You know, I was recently talking with a friend and, you know, he was talking about spontaneity and he was trying to say to his wife, like, hey, like we can't be spontaneous when we have something planned every single day. And so I, I think what I'm kind of wondering is as we back up and look at the culture around us, you know, we have a, a portion of people that they're almost too rigidly ryth rhythmatic, if, if I can say that. And then we have other people that have no idea, you know, what their rhythms even are. And so I guess like from your vantage point, what is it about knowing your rhythms that is so helpful that you should mm -hmm. be asking this question? You should be thinking about it. Yeah, man. I think it, you know, it, it really does attach the rhythms attach and how they 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 work in your life really does weirdly attach to um how we're wired you know like i'm you know the the way that i'm wired and the way that you're wired are so are so different but the rhythms will uh, kind of shield and shade and, and and bend and move us in in some ways or, or the the or the lack of even wanting to pay attention to them will will still it doesn't deny the fact that the rhythms are there and so i think for us you know for me i just knew um man the more that i started to learn about my personality type my um you know the, the enneagrams the the you know the myers-briggs and things like that like as i took these tests too it really helped illuminate you know how do i like to learn when do i like to get into different things 
things. What you know? What are um, what are pieces and parts of of my personality that that want to shun that, and then what I want to lean into, and um, and so that was super helpful. Um, you know, I think, um, but I think that knowing them, I think it just like anything, I mean, we need to take a snapshot here and there and go, man, like what, what rhythms have I gotten myself into right now? If I were to take a snapshot of my week, I mean, but like 7 PM, I've been sitting in front of the television, like binge watching survivor Australia. And we've been going through season after season because the other survivor is over. And so we are like, uh, you know, so we're looking through, and we find that and we're like, wow, this is awesome. And so my wife and I have like glued a spot in the chair the last little, little while. And it's creating a rhythm that at some point's going to have to break and needs to break um, so that we can actually enjoy other things that are really important, you know, or, or, or if my kid, you know, is coming home and he, you know, he's, he's uh, 18 and in college. So he's running upstairs and kind of goes to his room. Like I've got to break that rhythm for him sometimes by going in and just open the door saying, dude, how you doing, man? Like what's going on? Tell me what's going on at school or make him hang downstairs with me a little bit longer. So we need people in our lives as well to help us break out of certain rhythms that we would most, because we'll, we'll naturally glide into the ones that, that, um, that are probably the least, uh, intrusive, you know, in our, in our daily lives. So I'm going to be annoying because uh, we have an ongoing joke about the Enneagram and you brought it up and uh, we did an episode where we tried to figure out Aaron's type, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, so, so walk us through personally, because I think this is going to be helpful for our listeners. You've done some work on your personality type. So walk us through the Enneagram, walk us through the Myers-Briggs and just how you're engaging rhythms. Because I... I think I can hear some people like, I need a rhythm, like I want it, like let's do it. And I can hear other people like roll their eyes. So help help people through your person, you know, your personality and your experience. Just walk us through your types and how you've engaged it and how that's helped you. Yeah. So, you know, the, um, we use the disc test a lot, like not, it was a version of the disc, um, you know, over in California, you know, which is more color based. So like I'm yellow, um, which is high, you know, kind of that sanguine, which was what they would use back in the old days on some of those, uh, the, the Myers Briggs would say ENFP, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of this outgoing extrovert, you know, love to be around people. Um, uh, but then I'm also, uh, you know, I found that like the red, which is like this kind of more, you know, get it, you know, you got to get these things done. I have to dial that up when I'm at work because that's not my natural tendency. Um, but if I don't dial it up, I get run over, you know? And so it's like, you know, and then the people that are a little more like red aggressive, you know, short, those, those kinds of things, I, I don't interact well with them and I'm not on their rhythm that they need or their, their interaction type. Um, and when you look at Enneagram, I'm like, you know, I, I don't want to be two, three, but I am two, three. Like I want to be more eight, seven, because that's cool and, you know, aggressive and like get things done and determined you know, along with some uh, yellow. But I really, the more that I you know dive into it, the more that, man, I love to say, man, how can I serve you? I love to say, man, how can I come around your, your team and like, you know, love on your, your staff and, you know, how can I help somebody else to be the best that they can possibly be and, and, and illuminate that. And so, man, those were, um, you know, and, and so there's some three in there, which is like, a little more competitive and, you know, and, and I want to achieve. Um, but where it's really helped me the most is in the downsides of those, um, those things is that, man, when I don't feel appreciated, when I don't get the attaboy, when I don't, um, when I feel like I'm doing something and it feels like it's for nothing or it's overseen things like that, man, I feel down and I'd withdraw out. And so for, from a rhythm standpoint, when people see me withdrawing and kind of like sheltering out, like, you know, if I have some good friends around me, like the, it can help me. Or if I find myself just not wanting to be around people ever, like, you know, I don't want to engage that way. I go, man, like something's going on in here. And so I need to like press myself into like, I mean, for the longest time, like here I am coaching on small groups and like we had, we had had a small group kind of dissolve from some people moving and some different things. And, and I was just like, I just don't, you know, I just didn't, want to get back into that. Didn't want to like re-engage. And here I am teaching people, you know, on how to do that on a daily basis. But yet I just was, you know, kind of pulling away from it. So it's like, it, it helped me to go like, all right, well, why is that? Like what's in there and like, what's, you know, what's kind of, um, going against my natural flow of who I am that makes me want to withdraw in that way. And so it, it's helped in that way for sure. Um, you know, I don't think that they're, you know, the, 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 you know, the definer of everything of who we are, you know, but I do, man, it, it's really helped me to understand how to put myself in positions where I can succeed better. 
So rhythms are an important important part of of rooted. I know um, the rooted study. I mean, can you give a, a a quick you know not it doesn't have to be quick, but an overview of what rooted is? Um, and for those yeah. who don't don't know, and um, what you know, what is the maybe a little bit of the history of it, but then more about like what is it actually? Yeah, yeah. Rooted came out of this heart from our pastor of looking at our our small groups and looking at the people in our church. He was like, man. You know, I know that there's life change happening out here, but I can't pinpoint where, you know, and he's like, I look at my groups and they really love each other and they're inwardly focused and they love to meet together, but I'm not seeing life change. I'm not seeing them going out and being missional. I don't see them praying for one another, um, you know, and I really want them to be focused on the people around them and not just the people in that one group, you know? And so um, he was like, and he was, man, they loved each other so much. I couldn't get them to focus outwards. And so he started looking for something to help with that and, uh, and happened to find it um, in one of our um, uh, global residents that was on staff. They were going to Kenya together and founded at a church over there, um, you know, and they were just having these spiritual conversations and gathering in groups. And then th their language is to go out and be fearless influencers in their communities. And it was just like this beautiful um, picture. I mean, and it was high and it was this more intense thing. Like we were saying, I'll gather together, like watch something if you want just you know, discuss something, you know, maybe biblical, but then, you know, meet every other week or meet, you know, every fourth week or whatever. But, but, you know, they were meeting every week for 10 weeks. They were, they were going out and doing these, um, you know, these prayer, you know, adventures together and they were serving the community and all these things. And so it just became this thing that he was like, so enamored by that they partnered together and, and, uh, you know, put some, put it in English and wrote some American stories and, and kind of partnered with some other international, uh, people. And, and, and we started running it and, you know, in, in, uh, clunky at first, you know, honestly, like we clunked through and, and made some changes and, and, and watched how people just started, you know, knowing each other better. And people started, you know, getting outside and, and making a difference in the community around them. And, um, and really they started seeing a few years in, man, there's these rhythms that are baked into this thing. You know, it didn't start with the rhythms there. I mean, they started with it there, but they weren't defined. And so they started to go, wow, like is daily devotion, you know, is getting around and like, man, I got to spend time thinking and, uh, thinking about God, getting in the word, journaling with him, you know, prayer, um, you know, repentance, uh, serving the community, being open-handedly generous, sharing my story, worshiping. Um, and if we could get people in this compressed amount of time, um, to make a high, um, buy-in kind of step into something different because you're going to have to do something different if you want different results, which, you know, for me was always the hard part, right? It's like, no, I can do what I'm doing and God can do something, you know, amazing, which is true. Um, but if you really want to see something um, extraordinary, you know, you probably have to take a step in a different direction and take a risk. Um, and, and it was just, you know, it just was, has been beautiful to watch people come out with a hunger and to go like, wow, I didn't know that these rhythms kind of laid dormant. You know, I thought I had them down. Like I knew how to pray. I knew that I should read my Bible. I knew that I should be generous. I knew those things. Um, but there's something different when you have to put it into action that, that God teaches you in the midst of that, um, that, uh, that's just special, you know? So, uh, yeah. So th those rhythms, I think are the things, especially for people who are like, man, I've been a believer all my life. Like, you know, I know all these foundational things. It's like, well, all right, well, how are those rhythms doing? Like, you know, what's, what's your daily devotion look like? And what's, what's prayer looking like? And how are you serving your community and being generous? And like, oh, oh, well, I don't have all those perfect. It's like, well, of course you don't. Like, I mean, none of us have all those perfect and they all start to go by the wayside at some point uh, and they need a refreshing. Um, and so that's what's so great about Rooted is it gives you that, that kind of 10 week time to go, man, let's, let's really draw near and see what God does. So I love, I love that description. Um, I think some of our listeners, um, some of our listeners would probably be like, man, what is rooted and they're learning more about it. But, you know, I, I just kind of want to back up a little bit in, in this way. So think of someone that hasn't come to church, um, or the church on church, and then think about yourself. Cause you've talked about this. You don't always love having expectations on you. You know, what is it about a 10 week experience what is it like, because in Rooted, a lot of times you don't pick the people you're in small group with. Like yeah. you're like, this is the most awkward blind date. We don't like, you know, say like, oh, for sure. These, these are like the 10, 10 to 12 people in your group. And 
and again, I, I hear people that want to spiritually change. And I love how you put it that like, you have to do something intentional that's out of the ordinary. And so what is it about this experience? But then also, what is it about being a person that, that doesn't necessarily want someone to tell them the rhythms? What do you miss when you don't? I'll even use the mm. word acquiesce to at least try this. Yeah, yeah, man, that's a great question. I think one of the the, the things that that I found, and I, you know, I was reading one of my uh, favorite books is Power of Moments by Dan and Chip Heath, and I love um, the way they write. And you know, not not a uh, Christian book, but just you know, uh, full of like, man, what are the power of these moments? And I think the thing that you know. I think the book is beautifully written. I mean, it, obviously it builds on itself well. So if you're new to the faith and you haven't been, um, you know, you don't know these things, it starts in a way that we're going to all go. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, this builds the way that it should, but I think, you know, you can read that book by yourself and not get the same, um, the same impact that you would going through it with a group of people, but also in the process of how it's kind of laid out. Because I think in the midst of that, you know, we're, we're going to talk about, some of these things, but we're also going to go out and practice some of them. So when we talk about prayer, we're going to go out and do a prayer experience together. When we talk about serving, we're going to go out and do a serve experience together. And when you do that, what Chip and Dan Heath would say is there's a couple things at work. Like one, you know, you're, you're, this thing is elevated. And so it create, and it's asking more of you in a, in a, in a really defined amount of time. And so it's giving you this thing that's like, wow, this is elevated. And so you, you, you seem to kind of pay attention more and kind of walk into it with a different expectation than if I was just to give you a book and say, hey, read this every day by yourself. Like there's there's things to help you along the way um, and to and to kind of pull you into wanting to, to to just give this thing a shot, you know, but then also. You know, they, they, they talk about a thing called stretching for insight, you know, and they say that um, uh, insight rarely leads to action, but action almost always leads to insight. Right. So, mm -hmm. so it, when, if I, if you tell me, Jairus, you need to get up and go, you know, run around the block and you need to be exercised more and eat better. I know that intrinsically. I know it to my core. If you tell me, man, I need to read my Bible more, all those things, I totally know it. But going through Rooted and experiencing it and, and going into whatever activity it may be, you know, whether it's the, the exercise of these new rhythms that you're trying to get when you come around the first of the year, you are putting yourself these things to action. And so it's not pass fail, it's learn. You know, what did I learn on each side of what I'm doing here? And so mm -hmm. by stretching myself into something that's uncomfortable, I now learn something about who I am and I learned something about what I just went into. And it could be positive or negative. It could be like, wow, I need to grow in that. Or like, wow, that was like so invigorating, whatever that may be you're really just looking for the insight. And so I think what Rooted gives above all things is like, man, if you'll dedicate 10 weeks to these rhythms and like, you know, because they're not a naturally part of who we are and it's not a natural part of what we're doing. Most of the time we wrap our time or wrap our discipleship around our time and not our time around our discipleship. And so man, to be able to like go, I'm going to give God the first piece here. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stretch myself and do these things that are uncomfortable and then see what I learn about myself and about God in the process. That's, I think is where the power of Rudy really comes in for people is that, you know, give yourself a chance to be stretched outside your comfort zone and then see how God meets you there. Hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> that's good. I, I, I really, um, I, I, I think the rooted curriculum is, um, is really great. It's been a blessing. I know in my life, um, it's in a, for, for, you know, for maybe for those who, who don't, it's trying to get their minds around what exactly it is. I mean, you mentioned it's 10 weeks um, and I, and it's 10 weeks. I've, I kind of thought about it and this probably isn't the best way that you can correct me. You're, you work for the Rude Network, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's almost kind of a back to the basics in some ways, um, uh, like rhythms, habits that we should be uh, cementing ourselves around. And it's, and we, for those who have been uh, Christians for some time, we know that. Um, for those who are, have not been Christians for very long, or maybe aren't Christians yet, um, they don't know that. Either way, you're kind of coming, coming back to these basic elements, um, basic uh, rhythms of you know reading, reading your your Bible, and uh, giving and uh, serving other people, and um, you know you're investing a, a, a limited period of time to really uh, dig into that. And and I loved what you t you said about having community around you because I know for me I've, I found that to be um, 
you know, you can go read, like you said, you can go read a book, and and that to me that's really important. I I unlike unlike you and Peter, I probably I'm more the introverted kind, and so that's uh, a time where I I learn a lot. But um, when you have a community with you, even if there are people like you, like Peter said, you don't even you know you don't know ahead of time. Um, there's accountability to do that, uh, but there's also there are things that I I learned by listening to others as they went through the the rooted uh, program that I wouldn't have picked up otherwise, um, just from my own reading. So I think that's I think that's really cool, and I, I imagine you probably see that in a, a lot of a lot of different uh, places as you're as you are helping uh, churches um, develop these these groups and. Um, you know, you, you mentioned how it's a, it's an investment of 10 weeks. Um, have you seen, have you tended to see these, these rhythms, um, that are focused on and rooted? Have you, have you found that they carry on past that 10 weeks? I mean, people are investing. Is it, does it build after that? So if you don't mind, Jairus, I'm going to jump in. I want to kind of respond yeah, to that. Totally. Um, and I want Cause so it's funny. I'm an Enneagram two wing three, just like you. Come but on. I, but I, I'm an ENFJ, so. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And so, you know, I think I, and this is where, this is why I wanted to respond to Aaron's question to kind of push back, because I am super structured. Like, I've been reading my Bible and praying almost every day since fourth grade. And the biggest growth area that I need and even rhythm wise is actually to break the rhythm. So hmm. for example, um, a few weeks ago, I drove to Philadelphia to see some friends and that was like, I didn't know how much I needed that. Now I listened to the rise and fall of Mars Hill um, for the whole six hours of that <laughs> trip, which um, I had to talk to my therapist wife about a lot, but we'll leave that later. But. You know, I think something that Rooted did was like I needed as someone that's so committed to rhythms, I needed to break my rhythms to kind of bring it back. So yeah. that's kind of my response because, <coughs> excuse me, because I'm concerned, you know, whoever you are listening to it, I tend to be on that side. And because we don't stop, and this is kind of where it's disconnected from Jesus when you're connected to Jesus, there is a healthy tension of, I'm going to be committed, have habits, but at times I need to break them in the right way. So I'll let you answer yeah. for you, but as kind of no. the opposite of you, I, I think that that's helpful yeah. to some of our listeners. It's so helpful. Well, you know, I think what you're hitting on and which is so beautiful is that I think, and we do this so much as, as Christians, mm -hmm. anything that we can take that leads us to some sort of positive relationship with with god in one season of our lives we will kind of make the thing that forever it needs to be this i did a i added b and it equaled c so it will always equal that and that is the only way i can approach the bible it's the only way i can approach church it's the only way i can approach my prayer whatever it is and and i think that the rhythms in our lives get stale and sometimes we go man i read this but it doesn't have life because god's calling us into more I think he's trying to break us out of, you know, the rhythms that I had at 16 when I first came to know Jesus um, are not the same rhythms that are that are now. They're not even the same rhythms from, you know, a few years ago and in from last year, even like, I mean, I'm, I'm doing things different even in this season to try to to shock my system into a new way of relating and understanding who God is. I'm listening to different podcasts that give me a better understanding of, of the background of the Bible so that I can understand him more. And I'm going, man, I'm so alive and hungry right now. But I think that what we sometimes in, in something like a rooted, um, and it could be other things. I mean, but in a, in a, in something that we do that we dedicate time to, um, like this, that's going to step us out of our comfort zone. Sometimes you're exactly right. It is to, reorient and, you know, disorient and reorient us into a new understanding of who God is. And I think, you know, the, but the, but the, we're in good company because the Israelites did it all the time. Like they were like, man, this is how we approach God. He's in this little box. It's like, nope, he's not in that little box. He's over here in this tent. It's like, oh, well now he's not in the tent. You know, maybe he's up on the mountain. Like, you know, well, oh, he's in the tabernacle, like always oh, in the synagogue. Like, you know, he's like, you know, and so Jesus and God continue over the course of it to break 
the expectation of where and how, you know, and, and all in a hope and a heart of drawing us deeper, you know, and so that's the thing for me and, and, and some great mentors of mine that would like love to journal, love to read. He would just sit in front of his computer and go, man, like, I, I don't feel a thing from you. I don't know where you are. I'm searching. And, you know, he's having his David in Psalms kind of moments of like, you know, where in the heck are you? And I'm surrounded by oppressors and all these things. And God was just calling him into more. And so now his, his rhythms look different. And we've got a, you know, like anything else, if I approach my wife in the exact same way every day and said the exact same things and, uh, and tried to conversate with her in the exact same way, she's going to let me know it pretty soon. So I've got to like, you know, in this relationship with God, we've got to, you know, find some, some, uh, develop our rhythms and redevelop them and then watch them become new. So that's a wonderful point. Hmm. Yeah. Um, what when in the in the rooted groups that you you have been um you've seen take off through the different uh, how big is the rooted network by the way i won't ask that question yeah we're we're uh we're well over a thousand churches now and uh wow, so uh yet nationwide you know uh, there's uh some in germany there's some in the uk there's uh indonesia all over the you know mexico canada so we're we're uh growing uh really rapidly right now wow that's pretty, yeah. that's pretty, pretty all over the world too. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're working on different translations to help, you know, help with that. But, uh, in our limitedness, we're still, we're still helping in some different areas. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty, pretty cool to see. So after, for those churches that are, you know, I know that's a lot, of, that's a lot of churches. So there's different stories for each church, I'm sure. sure. But, you know, what have you, what have you found after, a, um, once a church gets a rooted program going, what are their experiences with those groups? I mean, um, after the 10 weeks, you know, I guess maybe that was part of where I was going with the last question, but like what, you know, what happens after you, after people have made that 10 week investment? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the hope, you know, right out of the gates is that, you know, the, those people, those that, uh, that Peter started talking about these strangers, these weirdos that you're like, man, there's no way I'm doing life with these people. Um, they become people that you can't live without. Right. You know, we, 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 and we, and I, and I just saw it, you know, and I'll speak for, for myself as I led groups, there would be groups all the time that I'd look and go, man, how are these group people going to connect? I mean, the different ages, different stages of their, their walk with Jesus, um, some not following, some following, uh, some married, some not. Um, and there was always this like trepidation walking in like, ah, man, how are they going to connect? And how's this group going to go? Um, but by the, you know, because of the things that, you know, they prescribe some things and we need to have some things prescribed for us as we're journeying towards something new, right? Like we prescribe storytelling in there. Like, Hey, take some time. Like you, you guys, you know, two people every week share your story. And so like they start to learn about each other and that's not something we do in the American culture very well. We'll say some, how you doings and what's going on. And, you know, we might sit at the bar and watch a game and kind of conversate a little bit, but I'm not going to find out where you came from, like brothers, sisters, mom and dad background, you know, how, you know, what's this journey with Jesus look like for you, you know? And so we start to learn things at a different rate because it's a prescribed thing, but it's something that's healthy that we need to carry on. The same with, with a prayer experience and with prayer is something that is so impactful. But if we just leave it there, it becomes this thing that we did one time. It's like, man, you remember that time that we did discipleship? Like that was kind of cool, you know, and that's not the, the journey that we want. You know, we want to go, okay, this was impactful for me. How do I make this a part of the, the rhythms of my life going forward? And so um, even in the group that I'm starting down, you know, uh, you know, here this coming Sunday with, you know, some had gone through rooted, some hadn't. So we're going to do rooted like maybe in the fall, but, but we're starting out and like those things will be a part of the group that I lead because they were just impactful for me. And they were, it helped me learn more about them. It helped me learn more about God. It helped me, you know, realize that I need to be out serving, you know, more regularly than I serve. And so I, I pull those things through. And so, you know, the hope and heart is that those, those groups go on. And what we really want is, man, if I can get people bought in to this group thing is actually probably good for me and, and, and get them to see that like, man, the Bible was not meant to just be read alone. It was always meant to be read in community so that you can learn from people that are farther along than you that that when you're going through something I guarantee you in a group of 10 somebody has gone through that and and God just seems to, to put people together in these groups that like they're struggling with something and this person has gone through that exact same struggle and and that's not by accident I think you know God surrounds his people with with what we need in community um, 
And so, uh, yeah, so I think, you know, I don't know if I fully answered your question on that, but I think that the hope and heart is that community continues past rooted. Um, but the hope and heart is that the rhythms continue. So I don't care what you study, man, if, if you and I got together, the three of us got together and we studied something and filled our mind with God's word. If we prayed together, um, throughout that, um, time and a regular basis, if we served God's people together, and then we took some time to just celebrate and worship at the end, we'd have a pretty great semester every semester regardless of what we decided to, to go through you know can you sorry peter i'm oh, going to no, no, jump no. in there as a follow-up like can you uh that, i think that's really good um talking about what you know groups at large have have seen you know can you give us an example from your own experience like what what rhythm you know you talked about how uh when you're answering um peter like how and you know peter you were talking about breaking sometimes you need a rhythm to be broken and then um and then it gets filled the the lord fills it with something else what what has been impactful to you on a new rhythm that once one was broken a new one was filled and has kind of had staying power yeah you know as silly as it sounds for somebody that served the church his whole life um two things you know come to mind i think one is um, the daily devotion piece you know i was um really I would say things like, you know, I talk to God all day long and it, which is true. I pray to him all day long or, or I can, you know, I can you know, look at these things and read God's word and do this. But like the, I am so in, more in love with God's word right now and like hungry for it and hungry for people that just know so much more about it. And it came from just the breaking of that idea that like, you know, um, you, know you talked about Jesus would, you know, wake up while it was still dark and he, you know, spent time with God. And, and like, I, I don't know that I've gotten to the part when I'm waking up when it's dark because I still love to go to bed late, but, um, but I am getting up. And the first thing that I do is I, I dedicate that time, you know, and it really has just changed my outlook and I feel it. Like if I go through two or three days without it, I feel the disconnect. And that's like, even at this stage of my life, that's probably one of the first times that I've really paid attention and felt that disconnect. If I don't have that in that spot, which is very rare and new for me. And I just love it. Um, and, and I'm trying to find people and that I can listen to and talk about the Bible with, um, that are way, way smarter and understand the context and the Greek and the Hebrew and stuff, because I'm like, man, I'm, I'm just learning so much. I'm just hungry for it. So that's one. Um, and then there's this other thing, I think because I'm not serving every single week at a church right now, like serving like on staff, like I'm not full-time at church, I'm full-time with rooted. Um, I realized that I had, um, I really offloaded and, and kind of given the church the responsibility for, for when I show up and serve and discipleship and things like that. I, you know, the, 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 the way that I disciple my kids, what's my responsibility to serve my neighbors all kind of was in the context of the church, you know, and, um, in our calendar. And, um, and when I stepped out of that earlier this year and even last year during COVID, God was like, man, like, how are you being the hands and feet? And what's your responsibility to be my mm -hmm. disciple if if this Sunday experience of church doesn't come back? And 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 it just rocked me because I was like, man, I've I've just given all the responsibility to the church to tell me when to show show up, when to serve, when to put me on planning center, when to when when to go on the serve experience, when to do these things. And I was like, man, that is so backwards. And and um and that that really helped so that those rhythms of of uh, of loving and giving um, open handed generosity, um, those things have just really been rocked for me in the last uh, the last 18 months. Man, this has been really good. And Aaron, you're like getting more comfortable as a co-host. I love that. So <laughs> come on, Aaron. I've got to live up to the illustrious. You're illustrious. Hey, you know, speak it into me. So we have two final questions, and I, I think that this has been really important. But let's let's back all the way back up. And, you know, we've kind of talked around this, but I think it's important to kind of directly say this. What, what makes Jesus's view of rhythms so different than the world? And, um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Man. You know, the picture I got when you asked that question, and it was almost like a, like a hint of emotion hit me uh, at the same time as the, at the pace in which Jesus moved um, and the rhythm in which Jesus moved was so much slower than mine. Um, and like, I run from one thing to the next. Um, I, uh, I want to produce, like if I get into an unhealthy habit, I want to show you how much production I have done. Um, and it's nothing about the people. It's nothing about the, the presence of God, but it's 
everything is about like, look at all these things that I've done. Like, isn't that awesome? And, um, in Jesus, like he, he started, uh, with time alone, you would see him go out and do some amazing things, but he always retreated back to like either a small group of people or by himself with the Lord. And, um, yeah. And it was always this in the, in the people he moved within, like, you know, we talk about the, some of the things that Jesus said, but it was, it was never a harshness to people that didn't know who Jesus was. It was always to the people like us who were becoming, you know, that were, that were, you know, church people that were becoming Pharisees that were putting the, the non-essentials as essentials. And he was trying to knock those things out to find freedom for people. And so I just watch his rhythms were so beautifully, beautiful and like gentle as he walked through, um, and then to those that he wasn't gentle is always because we've ramped up these other things that shouldn't be, you know, um, it seems like. And so, uh, yeah, like I, I, I we, 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 we need to move at that pace. I feel like, mm. no, that's the only that's time he ran was away from people trying to make him King, you know, or ran away <laughs> from people trying to, you know, they were angry, you know, in some, in some regard, but it was like, you know, the, the other times he was always spending time, you know, with people and he was spending time, uh, with the Lord you know, in, in beautiful places, man, that, that was beautiful. I, I love it. <clears throat> well, we <clears throat> always close with this question. Uh, what does Jesus have to say about this topic? So what does Jesus have to say about, uh, rhythms being spiritual? And, um, so Aaron and I answer, and then you get to clean up any mess we made. Does that sound great? Good? Love it. Yep. I'll clean up. Yep. <laughs> so who is it me or you? Sure. You can go if you want. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I think. I think last week I was first. Aaron. Aaron's like so subtle. He's like that was his way of saying you go first. Anyway, so <laughs> I go either way. Whatever you want. You know, it's all good. <laughs> you know, to, today I was reading uh, Matthew five, which is the Sermon on the Mount, and there's there's these beatitudes, and um, you know, it's blessed are the merciful, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed um, are all these people, and and Jesus is kind of laying out what we would call kingdom values of what it means to be, you know, a follower of Jesus. And I don't think anybody reads that list and says, I don't want to be that way. And I think what Jesus is saying is that, you know, these, these values, these kingdom principles, the gospel is meant to be lived out in the rhythms of our lives. And I think I'm living, I'm leaving this conversation with how incredibly intentional you know, we have to be to see God at work and to be aware. And, and when I say intentional, I, I, I don't mean that to be a burden, but actually just to kind of be aware. I can, I can sit with my 10 month old Lucy and I can be there, but I can also be on my phone or I can be aware of what she's doing, the little intricacies of how she's pulling apart a toy and things like that. And that's kind of a weird illustration I forgot. But I, I think what rhythms do is they cause us to stop and really reflect. And I think that that's what Jesus is doing is he's saying that these values that are from heaven were called to live here on earth. So that's what I'm leaving with. It's mm. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you, Peter. Uh, I, I think uh, for me, as I've been thinking about this while we've been, while we've been talking, um, you know, I think rhythms, before we got to this conversation, I, I've always, I think rhythms are important. And I think um, it makes sense to me that the, the Lord wants to, us to have, have good rhythms in our lives. Um, and the, the rhythms that Rooted uh, talks about are all very important. But I think uh, it, during this conversation, I've really been thinking a lot about kind of going back to where, where we started. We heard some of your, your, your background as a worship leader, and you were talking about um, rhythm in the musical context. And uh, to me, that I mean, I think there's a lot of power to that imagery, too, whether or not someone is musical or not, um, or that's kind of their, their tendency. But you, you know that uh, rhythms in music, I mean, there's, they, they, they guide uh, where, where everything's going whether or not you're aware of them or not and the rhythms that are in our lives whether or not we're aware of them they are kind of they're very influential on in what directions we're headed day to day um, and so i think we should be paying attention to them and we should be realizing that they are uh, there are a number of rhythms that are very important to our spirits and um, 
you know, let's, let's work hard to, you know, especially at the beginning of this year to just try to, to get them even more right. And if, if a small group community is a place to be plugging in to help with that, then that, you know, that, I think that's always a good thing, uh, but we definitely should be paying attention to it. So anyhow, that's my thought. Absolutely. No, those are great. And, um, you know, I think as I sit here, it's funny, like, I think the reason f for me and maybe for others that are listening um, or that I've met in the past have a problem with discipleship is its root word really is discipline, right? I mean, it's like there is a, I can't get around it. I've tried discipleship in every non-disciplined way that I possibly can try it. And, and God has met me in that. And he knows my personality and he created me. He understands how I need um, to connect with him. But I feel like he's just over the past you know, let's say 10 years has just continually been calling me into some beautiful more. And I think with the rhythms, like, you know, it really, you know, I'm not giving up as much as I think that I am and the time that I treasure so much, the places that I waste it in other places that, that just little times with him that can give me some sort of more insight or just some connection or, or that he is with me or that I might see somebody that I would have missed had I not been in, you know, in these rhythms with God and really, you know, letting those rhythms permeate my daily life. Because like you said, rhythms are going to happen whether we want healthy ones or in unhealthy ones. It's just which ones we're going to you know choose um, to lean into. And and um, so so for this season, um, you know, I'm trying to lean into some new rhythms to, to just gain more uh, understanding. And in in my encouragement to you guys, and I think Jesus's encouragement to us is that those times of stretch always um, include some sort of risk that faith, you know, the risk faith kind of balance It's like, man to step out in faith um, and in, in risk um, when you don't want to share, to risk when you might not be comfortable serving, to risk when you maybe you've never prayed out loud, um, when you don't understand the Bible. Don't do those things alone um, because it, it helps uh, give you some some um, a little bit of a catch to your risk. It gives you a little bit of a, uh, a safety net there when you're doing it in community. But um, but do it because when you step out, man, the way God meets you in that and the insight that you gain into him and into yourself um, is so valuable. And so I would just say, man, like when you watch Jesus, he was always calling um, those those uh, those fishermen, those um, those 12 people that you know turned into 72 that turned into hundreds and thousands and millions, but always calling them into something more. And he was always kind of mm. trying to get them out of their normal rhythms into something into his rhythm so that you could see something uh, and see the world in a different way. And I think that if we do that, that's where the magic starts to, to really happen in our lives. And we start to see something uh, unique. So, yep. Man, what a great conversation. Um, I think it's experience rooted.org. Uh, you can find out more dot about com. Dot com, dot com. Yeah, there you go. I knew I was going to do that. Jared, where can people <laughs> find you? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Instagram, you know, Jairus W1. It is a weird name. So you got to put the J and then A-I-R, air, and then U-S, and then the W1. So Jairus W1. And I'm on Twitter and Facebook and those things. But uh, yeah, they can follow me if, if they if they like. There we go. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, we are the Why God Why podcast. The best way to get a hold of us is to go to whygodwhypodcast.com. You can subscribe to our email and you can get Jairus's and other great emails, um, other great episodes, I should say, uh, during the next few weeks. We're looking forward for this one. Have a great day. Thank you so very much for joining us.